Hello and welcome to JLGB Virtual We Are Live. As part of JLGB's recent adjustments to the coronavirus lockdown, we have been helping parents and young people stay entertained and active all online. In order to adapt our delivery to the government restrictions, on the 23rd of March, we launched JLGB Virtual, which runs every Monday to Thursday evening. This is our way of ensuring that we can continue to delight, inform and entertain young people so that they can have some fun, learn new skills and make a difference. Sessions include skills like magic, upcycling and coding. Physical activities and the focus of this podcast series, interviews, with expert speakers from a range of backgrounds, including famous actors, social entrepreneurs, government ministers and many more. These interviews are run by young people like myself, so if you have any questions or want to get involved, please reach out to us on any social media platform. Just look for JLGBHQ and message us. We have so many exciting guests for you to listen to, and we hope you'll join us live very soon. For now though, join us through our catalogue of guests. Today's guest is film and Game of Thrones actress, Lara Prodelska. Sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy. So up next, we've got Lara Prodelska, who, for those of you who don't know, she is an award-winning German actress, voiceover artist, DJ, radio presenter, and public speaker. After several years in Los Angeles, she relocated to London to join the Drama Center in London. Uh, and since graduating with a double master's degree, she's made several notable roles in, as an actor and also a voiceover artist. Uh, and today she's been in more than 20 theater productions in London's West End, and voiced everything from high-end luxury brands to BBC productions, and most of you might know her from her recurring role as Quaith in HBO's Game of Thrones. Um, and also joining her later, we'll have Lara Fraser, who, and between both of them, they've got their weekly radio show called The Lalas, and they also DJ regularly at some of the hottest events across Europe and the US. Hey, Lara, how are you doing? I'm really good, actually. I'm good, and I've been looking forward to this for a long time, so I'm happy to be a part of it. Wonderful. So before we get into the meat of the questions, uh, I just want to yeah. tell you we're, we're on with, you know, a couple of people on Zoom and also over 2,000 people live on Facebook. So let's give a shout out to them. Everyone on Facebook Live, if you want to just leave a like and comment, tell us where you're watching Hi, from. Hi, Facebook. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Wonderful. How's everybody? How are you, by the way? I'm, I'm doing good, yeah. Are you? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, 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 good. So, um, well, I'll start off. Um, why do you think it was important to come on Judge Me Virtual tonight and get involved on this new initiative? You know, I've been working with you guys for a couple of years, and I'm a really good friend of Neil Martin, and I speak a lot for the in memory of my grandparents for the Holocaust because they are survivors, and I think that's how it started. And I think the initiative is amazing and I think what you guys do is amazing and I've met some really amazing, lovely, wonderful kids through you and I'm just really happy to be a part of it. Wonderful. So on to kind of your role as an actress. Obviously I know you're in Game of Thrones and yeah. kind of as a massive fan. Um, are you? I am, yeah. 
I've, I've, I've watched season. all the seasons. I'm, I'm tempted to rewatch them you know, in, in these times. Um, so, of course, you played the mysterious Quaith. And I just kind of want to ask you, what was your favourite? I'm going to stop you there. It's Quaith. Oh, Quaith. My apologies. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I, did, yeah. I, I, I needed to know as well for a while, but yeah, it's Quaith. Um, what was your favourite moment of working on the show of Game of Thrones? Sorry? What was your favourite moment of working on the show? My favourite moment was, really strangely, when I... We finished filming on the island of Carp, and it was all of us from from Emilia to, to just literally the, the whole crew and cast. We had been filming on this island in Croatia, and then we took this this is a true story this very shaky boat back to Dubrovnik um, from the island after we shot and it was the sun was rising and we've been working now I don't know I think something like 20 hours or more than that and a lot of us had just flown in and been cast for you know a few days and all of us just sitting there in in our costumes while the sun was rising the next day and I thought this is surreal this is the dream this is all I ever wanted <laughs> So, yeah, of course, filming was amazing. Of course, meeting everyone, getting the job, um, and it's life-changing. But that particular moment on the boat with Roxanne McKee as well, and it just, yeah, it was amazing. Sounds like great fun. So, yeah. with, with all these other co-stars, all these, you know, famous, famous people, who would you say is kind of like the most cheerful person on, in that cast? Oh, God, they, they all are. I th honest, honestly, I couldn't, I mean, I, I, I couldn't say because, you know, when you have such long days, when, you, when you've worked for over 20 hours, I think it's just, <laughs> in the end, it's just jokes. But <laughs> yeah. was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking, who was the fun? I mean, Stephen, he plays one of the Knight Riders. He was, he was very funny. But yeah, yeah. Every, everyone was. It was, a cool, it was a cool crowd, you know? It was all young people. Um, most of us had just either come out of drama school, done a lot of theatre, or a lot of them had graduated. So everyone was sort of in the same bubble of thinking, this is fantastic. So everyone was cool. I can't really pick, like, one person. Uh, and if you had to, you know, maybe pick one, or, or if you can't pick one, maybe like two or three people that you would spend your <laughs> quarantine with, who, who, who would I, it be? From the show? From the show, if you could pick a couple people to spend quarantine uh, with. Roxanne McKee, because she's a good friend, and Rita Amchara, because she's also a really good friend, and the three of us had rooms next together when we were mm -hmm. staying in the hotel, so definitely those two. And, um, and Kid Harrington, because... <laughs> I think a lot of people can understand that Cause, one. Yeah, because he's that. I, I but, but yeah, I would choose. I would choose much more than that, but definitely mm. them. Would you just choose to room in with the whole cast and and call it there? Yeah, I, it was good times. You know, I, I, I felt really, really blessed and lucky to be a part of it, and I, I would do it again at any moment. Obviously. <laughs> I think this is probably our, our final question about the show Game of Thrones itself. But who do you, who would, if you could pick any of the characters to win the Game of Thrones and end up on the throne at the end of the show, 
Who, what character would you put on the throne? What would I, would I want to be? Yeah, what, no, what character would you put on the throne of Westeros at the end of... Oh, on the throne! Yeah. Okay. Um, Daenerys, obviously. Mm. Daenerys. Daenerys. Daenerys should have won the Game of Thrones. Really? Don't quote me on that. First of all, I love Emilia. I think Emilia is a really, really cool, cool, cool chick. And we went to the same drama school, so um, I didn't know her back then, but I, I just think she's an amazing actress. And I think she's been through a lot. Listen, everything that Daenerys has been through, she mm. should have, yeah, she should have gotten the throne. What do you think? Uh, personally, I would say, you know, Jon Snow, because just all the qualities, everything he's put himself yeah, through. Yeah, so we're just going to have to agree to disagree, babe. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll have to leave it there then. But on to kind of more, more personal questions. Yeah. Um, why, what made you become an actress? What set you down that career path? Um, to be honest, it was the only thing I was ever really good at. I think, I think I growing up in, and I wasn't very good in school. I just didn't really find much joy in being in class, and also I was I was a bullied kid. That's the truth. And theater class and my theater group made me really happy, and I I felt like it was something I was good at, and I succeeded at. And and when I mean succeed, meaning you know I got to play like the frog in a high school production but that's when I found true happiness every time I got to be on stage and nothing has changed with that and even even when I probably didn't get the roles also in school I just felt like just being on stage even as an extra or even just playing like I said a frog or a tree because I have played a tree quite a few times I don't know why I just keep getting cast as a tree and I was like 12 um it just made me really happy and it, it was something i felt like i i was somewhat good at and i could do with it because i was never good in math and i was i'm, I'm a, I, I love to read so i love fantasy stories i love anything that has to do with imagination and i was i was probably okay in writing but acting and theater was what made me really happy and here we are many years later and nothing's changed. Would you say it's like the opportunity to kind of bring something to life and really express yourself in a way that you might not be able to do in kind of normal day-to-day -day life? Yeah, I think so. And I think it was a really nice escape from, from it, let it be bullies or let it be normal life or, or suburban life or whatever it was. It was just a beautiful escape to just get away, be, be in a rehearsal room. And like I said, even if it was, you know, playing, playing a tree, that was good enough for me to make me happy. Wonderful. So if you, you kind of, you've got the choice, any film character in history, any film, any TV show, what character would you play? Marnie in Hitchcock's Birds. <laughs> no, in Marnie, sorry, Hitchcock's Marnie. Yeah, I don't know. I guess something about that film. Also, um, I, I believe it was Audrey Hepburn. She played Golda Meir in Meir. That that 
and I watched it with my grandmother. That was that was one of the most moving things. <laughs> Sorry, my friend, my best friend's over there. Uh, yeah, um, Mir playing Golda Mir. Very, very good choice, I think. That, that yeah, that, I know it's so old school. I should say something, something cool. I mean, like, uh, but but that is really what those are the roles that moved me very much. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've got we've got quite a young audience here. So would you mind just explaining kind of what that role is, what the film is about, maybe? I you to I yeah. <laughs> okay. So Golda Meir was the president of what had just become Israel at the time. And she she was the first female one and also she was just a proud, very down to earth cool, eccentric, interesting, smart woman. And it was a good role and it, it, it showed, uh, it, it showed the, the beginning after the war really. I'm sorry, I don't mean to make it dark, but it, it, was, it was just after the war had ended. And it was, I think it was probably 45, 46 and, she nine, 1946 and it was a beautiful film um with Audrey Hepburn and no no sorry Catherine Hepburn in the lead role it sounds like a great choice with uh some very some very good reasons um, behind it also I think what else did I like yeah that that's probably the one that, that comes that comes to mind right now but I mean I that, there's a lot of really good roles I mean I'd love to play a lawyer a really hardcore lawyer and some some TV show that'd be fun. Yeah. Do you watch any lawyer TV shows like Suits or? Ah, uh, well, I what do I watch? What lawyer did I watch? CSI. Yeah, CSI, LA Law. I mean, um, I haven't watched a lawyer in in, in a little while, I'm but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Sorry, my, this is my best friend Lara. Everybody, by the way, come hey. on, Lara. Might as well introduce you. <laughs> Um, so while they're kind of working and getting themselves back on, for those of you who don't know, um, Lara, her friend who was sitting next to her, is uh, also a co-host on their weekly radio show called The Lala's, uh, and they're also both DJs, so hopefully when they come back on we can ask them about that. Um, if you have any questions that you want me to ask, um, just send them in, uh, or raise your hand, and when we've got time we'll get around to them probably towards the end. Um, yeah, so, oh, they're back. Every time we touch the screen, something seems to happen. But we're here now, can you see us? Yeah, see you, okay. hear you. This is my best friend, Lara, everyone. Hey. So I'm Lara, this is Lara. And we DJ together. We DJ together, and you just said Aaron Brockovich, because we're talking about lawyers, so definitely Aaron Brockovich. Mm. Wonderful, so while I've got you both, you said you're both DJs, um, and I understand you're both models in the fashion industry. So what is your favorite era of fashion? What kind of fashion trends do you want to see maybe make a comeback? Okay, so can I, I, can I guess yours? I, if you say 90s, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I, was, I was totally going to say 90s, like rock chick. Yeah, 90s rock chick, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so we do DJ together and I think our, our style varies really. If we DJ for a brand, we probably like to dress up 
and whatever they have to wear, whatever they have to offer. But also, I think our, our st- I would say Lara is very 90s because she lets her hard ponytail. Do you know what? I think we both find fashion like really transformative. So like whatever occasion it is, we go full, yeah. like all out into that occasion and yeah. kind of switch it up a lot. We yeah. don't have necessarily that signature yeah. style. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, also we just love watching what other people wear. I mean, I, I look at I look at everything online. I've got a bit Pinterest board that I call the Lalas, which is our DJ duo. So, she does love a Pinterest So I, I like a Pinterest board. I get inspired and I try to look at it like it. And we do sometimes and mostly don't. <laughs> um, so also, so you said you dress up in just about anything, but is there something you will never ever wear a fashion trend you'll never ever want to see again. Ooh. Fashion decisions you absolutely yeah. hate when you see people wearing them in public. Um, Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Okay, so I I probably would not be DJing in um, something completely see through. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never say never. never say, no, I probably yeah. wouldn't. I also probably wouldn't dress up in anything that is that that is inappropriate. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I wouldn't do the double denim. Like uh, really, I love the double denim. Double denim was a thing. I actually, I, I feel like I tried it. it maybe because it didn't look good on me. But the double denim, no. I, I do a double denim, but yeah, anything inappropriate. I think anything I, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't yeah. take out of it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen a few examples of the dun- double denim, and I have to say, most a of the time, it doesn't work out. Are you right? Are you, I like double denim, you know? See, it, it, see can, it can go quite well. Very yeah. stylish guy. <laughs> but you, I think you've got to be kind of at the peak of fashion to, to pull it off successfully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hear you. yeah. So I hear between the both of you, you're starting a brand new podcast. Um, so can you tell us any more about that? We actually are on our radio show at the moment. Our podcast isn't live just yet, but we will announce it. But Very yeah, soon. we yeah. Uh, soon. Yeah. But yeah, we have a radio show on Resonance FM, and we will be live tomorrow at and. It is because, I, but Laura and I are both, I'm sorry, I'm actually a Yeah. <laughs> Laura, <laughs> Laura and I both grew up as Jewish girls. I grew up in Frankfurt, Germany. And I grew up in Australia. So Exactly. <laughs> and, and then, where did you move when you were 18? I mean, I kind of lived everywhere. I did, um, I went to high school a little bit in Brazil. I lived a bit in Ecuador, in Quito. I went to college a bit in America. I've lived here, so it's a real around the world. Yeah, it really is around the world. I lived in LA and Frankfurt, obviously, and now London. And I feel like we we just did the show because we love, first of all, we love, we have different music tastes, but we also just love everything that goes on around the world. And for our work, we do travel and we do live in different places. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because London is such a global hub. Yeah. I feel like it centers everything, yeah. whether it be for music, acting, cultural. I just feel like I need to move this because this is a flashlight. <laughs> um, music or cultural things. Um, I feel like we're at a really central point for uh, that's um, easy for us to speak about. 
what's going on around the world in a way that people are going to relate to. And that's yeah. kind of the central premise of where the show was. I agree. Yeah. 100%. So yes, no podcast, but our radio show. And it's on tomorrow, so tune into Resonance FM at 1.30pm. Yeah, 104.4. I'll make sure I'm there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you said you both got different music tastes, but what, what kind of are you listening to now, maybe in the quarantine, or, or what kind of genres do you guys listen to? We're having music wars. We're, we're, having, we're, we're having music wars. So um, I am a big rock fan, but I also like really early hip-hop. And Lara is really into grime. I like UK hip-hop. UK, like yeah. I like house, but like, um, I guess I, I, I'm not like super techno, but I like, I like house and kind of a bit more commercial. Yeah. Um, and no, 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 commercial, but like, I, I mean, on the you're quite big on the UK grind scene, yeah. <laughs> yeah, also Afrobeats. Um, I love like you know, kind of anything that's going to get people up and moving, yeah. And I just really like, I like hip hop, I, I love rock music, I, I'm kind of everywhere, and house music because I grew up in French, yeah, in Frankfurt, we had a really big house scene. and <laughs> and it's translated, I think, to to the house music now. So I think we just like everything, and I think that's okay. I always feel like it's really good. Like people. everything on the opposite end of spectrum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's so nice that when we DJ together and we've got such different music knowledge that's yeah. quite deep into different sectors, we balance each other yeah. out. If a certain yeah. client that we're working with you know, wants deep electronic music, Lara's got it. Or you know, if they want to yeah. go really deep into hip hop. Um, UK hip hop, I've got it, and it, that's a really nice thing to have between Absolutely, us. and also we discover new music, and we sometimes hate each other's music. But, and but, that's okay. But for the most part, it's okay. <laughs> what about so, you? What do you like? Um, so yeah, I am. I'm really all over the place. Um, I think right now, like it kind of depends. Not like seasonal, but like every time I kind of find a new genre, I end up listening to that and basically that alone for, yeah. you know, it could be weeks, it could be maybe like a month and a bit, but quite a while. So I could scroll through my Spotify and it would just be just all yeah. over the place depending on when I find it. Um, so you said it kind of, your DJing style kind of balances out because you both know a bit. Yeah. And can you talk a bit more about your experience DJing, maybe how you got started? Uh, and maybe if anyone in the in this call or on the Facebook wants to be a DJ, what advice would you give them? Absolutely. I think for us, it, it came, first of all, we've both been like bedroom DJs for all our lives and yeah. loved music. And I probably just, I, I dated a few DJs. Did you? <laughs> yes, in my time, oh. back in the day when I was a when, when I was over 18. Well, we, so, had, we had one really big opportunity and we took that. Yes. And so basically, yeah, it really was what happened. So we um, were on a radio show that we got by kind of accident. And the guy who... No, hustling, not accident. Hustling, okay, yeah. But hustling, but meaning, meaning knocking on doors. Yeah. Uh, asking, door. going, please, here's an idea. Can you take it? And the person that ran the station said, do you guys DJ? And we went, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we hadn't actually DJed, in, you know, in a club. Or we had, yeah. No, and I, I, like I said, I'd been out with a few DJs and I'd, I'd always loved DJing, but I'd never 
ever would have called myself a DJ, but that night we said, well, that day we said, yeah, we can do it. So actually we took a class. We went to school, we went to DJ school because we thought if we're gonna do it and if we're gonna do a good job, we might as well learn how to do it. Well, so, put, put every like best foot forward, and I think that yeah. like, whatever opportunities. So yeah, I'm figuring out later. <laughs> give, your, give yourself the best chance. Yeah, and that's what we said. Yeah, we were like, let's exactly. do everything to make this amazing. Yeah, and we actually YouTubed a lot of female DJs, and we just had a look at what they do and how, and then we just winged it. If I'm perfectly honest, yeah. We, we dressed up really well. We put a lot of makeup on, <laughs> and we we were both shaking. And in the in the end, it, it you we know what, just we, thrown we, into the deep end. We and prepared I, very well, though, and I think that's the main thing as well. Yeah, we prepared. We had our songs prepared, and when I mean prepare, that means having our songs to, uh, time to the second when we change into a new song. So, for instance. We would, I would choose a couple of hip hop tracks or house tracks, and mm. we really knew when the song changed. Oh, yeah. We knew when to so fade it in, fade it in out. In the record box, you you can organize your BPMs for the music, and you can Which organize your you can download, yeah. beat, beats per minute, yeah. and then you can organize your cue points. And so, a lot of the brunt work you can do before, and that takes a lot of the stress away if you're new yeah. DJing. And we did that, and we had to YouTube it all, and we had to figure it out because. Um, we didn't know that. So what I would say for anyone starting out, download Record Box, watch a lot of YouTube tutorials. There's amazing ones out yeah. there. And if you have a chance to take, especially right now with with, with this virus, you know, There's take an so online class. Online yes. I take an online DJ good. class. And, and there isn't really much you have to set up. I think uh, Fat Tony came on our show and he's one of my favorite DJs and he said, do you love music? And I said, yeah. And he said, okay, well, you're halfway there. And it's true. And I think there is a truth in that. So for anyone that wants to be a DJ or for anyone, I think right now is a really good time to just learn. Learn. Yeah. Because we have to learn really it. Give it a shot, we were not one of those. Yeah. Wonderful. So um, I just want to change step here for a moment. Um, yeah. Going back to your childhood, you know, Laura, you said you moved all over the place. And uh, yeah. Laura, you said you were kind of born in Germany uh, and you're, you're Jewish and, you know, your grandparents were Holocaust survivors. You know, are you happy to share some of their stories with us and maybe tell us about what it was like growing up as Jewish with, you know, Holocaust grandparents? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, so I grew up in Germany and I, I, I'm the third generation so my mother was actually born in the displaced people camps in outside of Frankfurt and it was weird growing up as a Jew in Germany it wasn't weird because I had any hatred per se against me but I was always aware I was a Jew I think I, I don't know about anyone else growing up in any other country for for me, growing up in Germany, I was aware from a very young age that I was sort of, I was different, you know, and different because at my time, a lot of people that were involved in the Nazi regime were still alive. And even though no one was necessarily admitting to anything or said they were hiding, you just never really know. So it was weird and I 
I have to say, I have a lot of amazing German friends. I still do to this day, best of friends. And I will never judge them by what their grandparents did. Was it strange? Yeah. Did it make me a Jew in every way? Absolutely. And I think if I had grown up in any other country, mm. I, I may have not been so aware of being Jewish. But for me, I'd always been a Jew. So it's kind of weird when people go, where are you from? And, and I go, I'm Jewish. And like, no, but where, where are you from? And I say, I just don't know, because for me, I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish. And then everything else, I'm from anywhere. I'm from, mm. I'm a European Jew. That's who I am. But I may one day very well live in the United States. I may live, at, in Australia, I don't know, but what I will always be is a Jew, and that's that's my identity, and and I'll fight for that. Cool. So you you speak a lot about kind of your mother and kind of your experience growing up, and how has that kind of shaped who you are today, uh, and kind of the role model you've become for a lot of young children and other people around the world. I think it shaped me in a way that I just won't take any kind of, I'm not sure how a PC the word is. Stuff. 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 I just won't take anything. I don't really argue on Twitter. I have to say my, my comments on Instagram because it just got a little bit too political. But I, I stand up for our little tribe, you know. I will not take any anti-Semitism. I will not take anyone that has hidden anti-Semitism. And I'm not stupid. I'm, I'm very well aware. And I think for, for quite a long time, I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll work with whomever or I'll, I'll be involved in, in, in a play or something. But today, if you have, in what's in my opinion, a hint of anti-Semitism, then I really just don't want any part of your life. And it's not worth the job. And that is, yes, I understand that's a luxury in a way, but I also feel like in the arts it's a choice. And I want nothing to do with you. And I am aware. And I do actually listen. And I, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, thank you. Okay. So um, also you, you mentioned kind of your grandparents and kind of how your mother was born in a camp. Um, yeah. Would you mind sharing your grandparents' stories with us and kind of what memories or, or stories have they asked you to pass on to, to anyone? I mean, in a nutshell, my grandparents, all four of them are survivors of the Holocaust and all four of them have incredible stories of survival strength. And uh, I, my grandmother from my mother's side adopted my amazing aunt and uh, my mother's sisters and hit them there's no i i will link it to a story because i think it doesn't do it justice to just quickly roll over it uh, my grandmother on my father's side was in auschwitz she lost her child and she lost her husband and she then met my grandfather in another displaced people camp in outside of munich um it has completely shaped me it is something that that will never ever get forgotten for as long as I'm alive and hopefully one day my children 
will carry on to tell the story because it's a story in for, for us it's a story of survival and of resilience and at the end of the day it happens all over the world okay jews are not ex we're, we're not exempt from racism but my my duty in life is to keep their stories alive if you will and to remind people that never ever again and i will stand for that for no matter what and no matter what happens the 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 the, the more the more people get to listen the more i will speak and i'll never be quiet about it and you know, I, I think that's a great way to be to kind of stand up to it and just put a stop to it kind of yeah. wherever it is um so then again going back to both of you um you know you there's a lot of talk about kind of climate change and kind of going on what can we do going forward to kind of you know help the environment so what would you guys kind of say to that what is your about climate change i'm going to give this over to laura because she's been very active with it and she's actually the one that introduced me to to sustainability really yeah. so i'll give this over to you I think there's some um, huge leaps that need to be taken for climate change to slow down. And I think that we've only recently become aware of how drastically we have to change our everyday movements and how we be. I do think there's a lot of shaming around climate change. And what I do like to say is that people respond to encouragement, not to telling them what they're doing wrong. So some organizations and some um, people will actively single people out, whether they're celebrities, whether they're, you know, people on the street and say, you're doing this wrong. And I've worked with um, a company called Fashionable Conservation and um, a few other sustain uh, sustainability eco-charities. And the main thing was that I found the most effective is finding solutions that are easy for people to do and encouraging them. So if it is not to buy fast fashion, find another way for people to do, you know, renting wardrobes to share clothes to um, buying, you know, only so often from brands and quality pieces and stuff. But don't do it in a way that if someone hasn't done that, making them feel bad about themselves. And um, there's a long way to go and everyone's going to go about it in different ways. But like with anything, um, you know, even like with coronavirus and this and this, don't ever be mean to people because of their choices. Mm -hmm. If anything, educate and make people see a different route, but don't shame them. I, t I yeah, I totally agree. I'm quite new to it simply because I, I've only through you really learned that. Yeah. And also you're Australian, you were there when the fires happened. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I think that There's was a lot of knock on effects. Yeah. And in, in our lives, yeah. Um, and with the kind of the coronavirus and all the countries going into lockdown, um, we're seeing a lot of kind of change for the good. Um, yeah. Kind of, you know, pollution levels dropping, the ozone layer kind of healing. Do you think kind of this this kind of change will will continue, or as soon as we come off lockdown, everything will kind of go back to how it was? Do you reckon this will maybe make people see the impact we're having on the planet, or? Mm. That's really interesting. I do think that um, there has, I mean, we can visibly see our air clearing up and a lot of the actual environmental effects that are happening. No one can deny that. But there are 
other huge powerful reasons why things will go back into place you know our planes are not going to stop but there, there was yeah. be huge economic yeah. destruction that would happen if that happens do i think that we will advocate for breaks on certain things hopefully but i think that the ideology of something like that does not necessarily mean it will knock on to a, a, an actuality we'll have to wait and see yeah, I think I think the more it goes on, we will have to see. My obviously, all our hope is that things will change, and I, for one, will say that I'm a very extroverted person, um, as as you are. Yeah. We, and also because we DJ, because we, I'm in the theatre and Lara as a music production. We love being out, and this is this is a new reality for us, and we're adjusting to it, and. And, and trying to figure it out, just like all of you, you know? And it's, it's taken me a couple of weeks to get out of my pajamas. I know, I, <laughs> you know? I know, I know. It's a, it's a new thing to actually get dressed up and say, okay, even though we don't have anywhere to go or anywhere to be, um, we're gonna try and make something good. And I do, I do hope that that will go on. I do hope that appreciation for the outside and, and just for being able to walk down the street and not keep the dip distance and I just want to say Lara and I um, are are living together and yeah. we've had the we've, we've had our quarantine time oh, yeah we've had a quarantine time yeah we are just we 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 are now no longer have to social distance because we live together and we both had a quarantine and and um here we are Wonderful. So I think now we're going to have a couple of questions from the chat and other people in the room. Cool. So is there anyone who wants to ask a question? Maybe. I mean, if we don't, I think we can we can call it there for tonight. So thank you okay. so much to you guys for joining us. Thank you so thank much you. for having us. It really meant a lot to, to be on there, and I. I I'm a big supporter of the work you guys do, so thank you for having us, and we're always going to be around. Well, I think before you leave, we've got one or two questions coming in, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> also, over to the tech team to put that one up for us. Um, Jake, Jake Owen, have you got a question? Hi. Is there a question there? No. Okay. Does anyone have any questions? No question. Well, I've been told there is a uh, there is a question that's been messaged to someone, so I'm just going to wait for that to come through. Okay. Um, sure. Um, but while we're waiting. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, that's what the question By was. By the way, you've got an amazing host. Hello, oh, questions. Here we go. Molly, yeah. Do you want to ask your question? Um, growing up in Germany, how was it for you? Like, was all your friends, like, would they mean to you about it or were they nice? Um, they were extra nice. You know, I, they were very nice. I, I have never personally experienced anyone in Germany that wasn't nice to me because of me being a Jew, unless I had turned on the television and saw certain things. 
everyone was actually really sweet to me and I still have the same friends that I had when I was little and I would never blame anyone in my generation for what happened in our grandparents generation if that answers your question like a little bit you know like I I, I was in school with young kids and all of us just wanted to do what kids do which is just um, have, have fun, have, fun. Yeah. have lots of sweets and play games and and hang out together and paint our nails and that's kind of where it ended so I didn't have a tough childhood in that sense at all no does that answer your question Awesome, thank you. Wonderful. Uh, I think that might be it. Oh, I've got another one coming in. What kind of music? If you had to pick maybe a couple songs that you're listening to right now, what what's your favourite songs to go to? Okay, right um, I'll start first. Okay, wait, what that you're listening to right now? Right now. Okay, great. Yeah, okay, so The Weeknd just came out with a brand new, like a brand new album. And okay. it, after hours is a good track we listen to, but the weekend is amazing. Also, for me, Grimes, sorry, Grimes is Grimes and Weekend are my two favorite artists. I'm, I think I have a little obsession with Grimes, <laughs> so I'm, I'm really hoping that Sunday she'll see this. Also, Party Next Door came out with a new song. Yay! Yeah, it's so, so good. Yeah. So yeah, Party Next Door came out with a new album, Grimes. The weekend. Um, I, I I really like Dua Lipa actually. I yeah, she does. Yeah, new album. I mean that. I think the positive of all of this is that all the artists are releasing new music. Yeah. So <laughs> that's. I think yeah. that's what we'll take away from this. We'll be like, oh, you listen to the full album, yeah, <laughs> instead of mm. just like one song. One or two songs that make it onto the charts. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think this is our, this is actually our final question for the evening. Sure. Um, what what kind of things can we be doing to keep busy in isolation, and what are you guys doing busy to what are you guys doing to keep yourselves busy and, and entertained? Well, I'm cooking. <laughs> Laura's cooking. I'm just cooking. I'm the, the chef of the household. Yeah. She's I'm, the cleaner. I'm the cleaner. <laughs> I clean, and I'm very diligent. And you know, we are. I'm starting, both Laura and I are individually starting to write a little bit. We're trying to figure out creatively what we can do while we're in lockdown. And um, soon we've got our DJ boards here and we're going to be DJing live. But we're still very active on social media. And I think I'm just figuring it out, if I'm really honest. For me, it's been getting to the things that I've been putting off for a really long yeah. time. I think we all have that really long procrastination list. Yeah, and exactly. whether it is cleaning your room, yeah. writing a book, yeah. uh, washing, like uh, sewing, whatever it is, we all have that list. And I think so I'm trying to take yeah, it exactly. Yeah. And to, uh, you know, in financial terms, trying to get, to get gigs in, in our creativity right now. In different, and, in different formats. And also understanding that it's okay to wake up and be completely confused and going, what am I going to do with this long <laughs> day? And I think that's, that's, so we're just figuring it out. Yeah. For the moment, I wouldn't say if I... If you have any tips for us. Yeah, let us know. 
tweet me at <laughs> Lara Pradelska and I'm at DJ Lara and also Instagram at um, L Pradelska. Let me know what you do because I think we're all in this together and we're all trying to figure out what the new normal is. And mm. starting with what you guys are doing, that's hopefully yeah. how we'll continue to all keep in touch. Yeah. Uh, so I think my uh, my current coping mechanism is just Netflix and Amazon Prime Video <laughs> between the two of those. Between and House Party, of course, and my friends. Between the two of those, that's keeping me going throughout the days. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for for tonight. So thank you guys thank you so, so much, much for coming thank on, you. sharing your experiences. Really appreciate you having us on. You've been an amazing host. Thank so you. after this, you should be hosting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys. Thank you. And that's all we've got time for for JLGB Virtual for tonight. So thank you everyone for tuning in and yet again being another part of history. Thank you so much for listening to JLGB Virtual. We are live. Take care of yourselves and stay safe and we shall see you again soon.